For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Back on the Boss Man Show, new head coach of the DePaul Blue Demons, Coach Tonto Summerfield here, the new man in Chicago, Coach, representing the Blue Demons. I love Blue Coach. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I appreciate you having me on. I'm excited. Um, obviously, it's a great opportunity. Um, DePaul, great university. Being in Chicago, a great city. Um, the Big East, the league. Um, so it's a lot to be excited about. Obviously, there's a lot of hard work that's got to be done, but I'm really looking forward to it. Coach, what does it mean to you, man, that DePaul administration said, Coach Doublefield, you're the man for the opposition here to lead our program to back to prominence once more? Because DePaul's been a story franchise. I've been watching them uh, when I was a young, young man with Quentin Richardson when they was there. I remember all that stuff, man, watching the, the Blue Demons play. So tell us about how the administration said, Coach, you know, you're our guy. And how the vision and mission kind of synced up together to want to – Come on here, lead this team back to where it used to be. Well, I tell you what, when, when Dwayne Peavy, our athletic director, called me with the opportunity to even interview at this position, um, I was thrilled. You know, I was excited. And DePaul, you know, when the job opened, for me, I'm from Iowa, about 120 miles away from Chicago. So I grew up watching WGN, watching Channel 9, watching DePaul. So I, I saw all the great players that played at DePaul. So I knew the history and the tradition of DePaul and what it had to offer. So when Dwayne talked to me about interviewing for the position, I was ecstatic then just to have this opportunity because I knew the potential of the program. Obviously, after interviewing and he called offered me the position, I was blown away, to be honest with you, because again, there's so much potential with this job uh, from a recruiting base, being in Chicago, the talent that's in the city of Chicago, the suburbs, the state of Illinois, um, the great university in DePaul. There's a lot that it has to offer. So again, I, I was very excited. Um, and it's just a great opportunity for me. And again, if you would have told me, um, Six months ago, that I was going to be the head coach at the fall in April. I, I would have thought you were crazy. Exactly, coach. And you, you paid your dues, man. I know you had an interim head coach and run a little while in the Mexico State a little bit there, but you know, you always been passed over. But now, DePaul came calling now because I mean, you paid your dues, man. I, I've, I've no, I know your history, so it's like, man, this guy deserved a chance. And finally, you got one at a, at a Big East school, a Power Five conference, pretty much because you know, the Big East is basketball's 
royalty right there. So, hey, I'm happy for your coach because I mean, we need more brothers in positions because a lot of, a lot of players are, are young black men and they want to have a, a guy look, look look to that's kind of like, that's like them, know their experience. So I'm happy as young men in Chicago can look to you and have someone that can look at and say, hey, that's why I want to go and re- re- represent well the Blue Demons. Well, you know, I like to think I paid my dues. You know, I was an assistant for 28 years. Um, I did have some opportunities prior to this, but I just think it was, I didn't think it was the right fit for me at the right time. And I wanted it to be the right fit. Um, and so obviously I was blessed and fortunate enough to get this situation and have this job offered to me. And obviously, you know, the Big E speaks for itself. You know, I transitioned when I was at the University of Cincinnati. I was there when they transitioned from Conference USA back then to the Big East. So I'm very familiar with the league, how competitive the league is, how great a league, you know, the Big East is. So just to get the opportunity to come to DePaul, be playing in the Big East again, it's just very exciting times for me. And Coach Maskis, man, how did you always prepare to become a head coach? I know for me, when I was a, my, my early career as a co-host, I started thinking in my, in my head, when I become a host, this is how I'm going to run my own show. So for you, Coach, when you was an assistant to coach, how did you kind of prepare to become a head coach for this role you are in today? Well, i tell you what, I, I was blessed and fortunate where I worked for some great head coaches that gave me a lot of responsibilities along the way, from Eddie McCarter to Tim Carter to Lou Henson, the Hall of Fame coach who was at Illinois and New Mexico State, um, to working for Mick Cronin um, at Cincinnati, who just took UCLA to a Final Four, and to working for Dana Altman at the University of Oregon. So all of them guys prepared me for this opportunity, for letting me become a better coach, um, getting on the floor, um, working with the players, learning defensive philosophies, offensive philosophies. Obviously, recruiting played a big part of that, being able to, to you know, be the lead recruiter, to run the recruiting, and to be able to get out on the road to attract the talent that it takes to be successful. But beyond recruiting, just as far as developing my skills as a coach, um, doing scouting reports, defensive game plans, and just all the prep that goes into it, they just all played a big role in, in helping me become a head coach and prepare me for this situation. Most definitely, Coach, like you said, man, a lot of people don't understand the scouting report is so important because a lot of this coach is doing the scouting reports because each cause this coach has a certain scout, certain team that they scout and have to present it to the team and the coach. So a lot of people don't understand it's more than just being assistant to just recruiting. You got to really, really get in the work and get on, work with the guys on the floor. You have to really learn the X's and O's when you're scouting the team. So a lot of fans don't understand all that goes into what you guys do as assistant coaches before you come here coach. So that, that just having that experience, I feel like you're going to be good. I can seamless for you to go right into it and lead this program. Well, I hope so. And it's like you said, from scouting to player development. And again, a lot of these jobs that I had when, we, when you know, when I got to Cincinnati, we weren't able to recruit the top 10, 15 guys in the country because they were at the bottom. So them guys weren't attracted to the University of Cincinnati. So we had to get in the gym and player development was very important to get them guys better so that we would win games that we were able to recruit maybe a higher level player. And we were able to do the same thing in Oregon where when we first got to Oregon, you know, we weren't getting the top players. You know, Dylan Brooks, who's with the Memphis Grizzlies now, wasn't even a top 100 player in the country. So, again, we had to get in there, develop his game, make him a better player. Jordan Bell, who was with Gordon State, it's the same scenario. So that led us after we started having some success of recruiting a higher-level player. And, Coach, for you, building this program out, what's going to be the ideal DePablo Blue Demon in your mind that you want to have in your program? Because I know 
setting a culture and foundation is so key, Coach. So what are you looking for in a young man to come join your program here going forward? Just a young man that's going to lay it all on the line, night in and night out, that you know you're going to get his best effort. Um, and, and that's what all I can ask for is a young man to, to give me his all. And, again, that's on and off the court, a young man that wants to come to DePaul, get a great education, leave here with a degree. And I know when he steps on that court, it's going to give me 100%. So, you know, as long as we learn coaching effort and we know guys are going to lay it on the line night in and night out, that's all I can ask. And Coach, how's it been so far? I know some guys probably leaving the program, but the guys you got to get in interface with so far, how's that been building relationships with those young men trying to build a bond with the young men you have right now that will, that will be with you next year, hopefully? Well, you know, obviously, you know, you know, it's a time where you're trying to build a relationship. It's like speed dating. You know, you're trying to get to know these guys as fast as, as you can, and they're trying to get to know you as fast as they can. So, you know, it, it's like any relationship. It takes time, and that develops over the course of time. So, again, there were some young men that obviously had put their name in the portal prior to me getting the job. And it's just, you know, kind of trying to re-recruit some of those guys. But, again, selling my vision and how I plan to turn this program around. And, again, listen to what they want as well. So it's kind of give and take on both ends, but just a chance to get to know each other and kind of moving forward and go from there. And ultimately, I want what's best for them, whether it's here at DePaul or if they choose to move on, I ultimately sincerely want what's best for them. And, Coach, looking at this spring here, because I know you can actually touch your young men in the summertime, hopefully, with COVID kind of get being less of an issue as, as it was. I know for me, Coach, I've not been to, been to my studio in Midtown Atlanta since March 14th. I've been in my business since March 14th. I've been in my studio in over a year and this is some change. So for having your guys on campus this summer, so who you bring in the program to actually develop them, being your first year to implement your schemes and systems and how you go about player development, it's going to be very key in having a first year guys yourself to lead these young men. No, it's going to be very important. And um, obviously, trying to sign a couple guys here late during the late signing period and having the summer to really get on the court, working with our guys, getting our style and play, our style of play. What do we want to do offensively? What do we want to do defensively? It's going to play a huge role. So even right now doing individuals, really evaluating the guys and putting some things in that we would like to do moving forward has been very helpful. You know, usually this time in April, you know, we're, we're in the gym somewhere, especially on the weekends, evaluating, uh, watching high school guys. So during this time of not being able to leave campus, but it being a dead period because of COVID, it's given me a little bit of time to spend a little bit more time with the guys we have here. In recruiting coach, DePaul's a national brand. We mentioned earlier, it's a national brand. Like, so I, I mean, beyond the Chicagoland area, you can go out, Miles from Chicago and find guys. But you can go coming down here to Atlanta and find guys, California, New York, because of the Big East where you guys play in. So for me, DePaul's a national brand. You can get guys from all over the country. They know who DePaul is, what DePaul's been about over the years. You know, I like to think so. And that played a big part, you know, when I was offered this job. Is obviously, we want, we want to try to keep the best players at home in Chicago. We want to recruit this state extremely hard. But at the same time, it's like what you just said. It's a national brand where, you know, you can venture out to Texas, to Georgia, to California. And even from an international standpoint, you know, going to Canada, going to Dominican, wherever it may be, Australia, and being able to get some players because, again, it is a national brand. It's Chicago. You can get anywhere from Chicago on a direct flight for the most part. So we're definitely going to recruit nationally as well. 
And Coach, answer this question, man. You've been in the coaching game for so, 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 so many years. How has it changed over the years? Because you know, my, my dad's a coach as well. So how has coaching for you changed over the years and been in this business as long as you have, man? Because I know my dad got out because he said the kids got, got, got too wild for him. So, 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 so how has it changed for you being in the business as long as you have, man? Well, you know, the game has changed even from a playing standpoint of – Guys are more skilled, more developed. You, you don't have as many traditional five men or that are strictly back-to-the-back players. Um, you have a guy, a lot of bigs now that can pick and pop. They can shoot the three. Um, they can dribble handoff. So the game has changed, has evolved with the floor spacing from that standpoint. And with the young men, it's just like anything, you know. A lot of these young men want instant gratification. And if they don't get that right away, they, they might be looking for another opportunity. But at the same time, they still are kids um, and, you know, looking to be the best players that they can be and kids that want to be coached. You know, you know, they want to have the opportunity to get all out of their talent that they can get. And coach, what I love about the game, my dad hates it. But I love the fact that, you know, like the Milwaukee Bucks played the Hawks last night. Milwaukee can run a pick and roll with one through five. Yeah. I love it about the game that you can run pick and rolls with one through five. You know, we can do one, two, three, four, three, three. You can just run into anybody, hand on the ball, space the floor, shoot, play five out, even put play four in, four, four out, one in, and just do it that way. But it's all about, like I told my dad, it's about gaps and slots anyway. So it's all about stopping in the gaps and slots, make them make jumps over your head, over contested hands. But my dad's like, I don't want to do all that. My dad's old school. He wants to play two bigs out there. He wants to run set plays coming off pin downs the screens on the baseline. My dad's old school. He ain't evolved none, man. I got you. And again, like you said, you know, these guys have such a higher skill set. But again, you, you might have the five coming off a of pick and roll. And so the game, these guys are very skilled. They're talented players, and it has changed. You, you very rarely will you see two bigs with the high low and you know the, you know the flex offense and things like that. There ain't a lot of that no more. You know, because I said, I said, Dad, if you didn't have me on the football field, I'd be a better, a better player, Dad. Having a football field all the time, man. Because, <laughs> because, coach, hey, hey, put me in the weak side, field. coach. Shoot jumpers, yeah. Jr. Shoot jumpers yeah. in defense. All you do, shoot jumpers in defense. The scouting boys run at Jr. Walk the line and help. Shoot a layup or two. Me and Ray jumper. That's what I was at, coach. The weak side, waiting on a three pointer. <laughs> I got you. That was your game, huh? That was my game three. Week gotcha. side three, he didn't defend like crazy. That was my role, man. <laughs> okay, okay. But, you know, and, he, and these young men, they spend a lot more time in the gym. You know, I come in the office this morning, you know, guys in here working on the game. And like I said, you know, this is time to work on it. You got the next mm -hmm. five or six months to get better at whatever your weaknesses are, keep getting better at what your strengths are, and really work on your game and, and, and let it evolve. I think I made the right choice playing football over basketball and baseball. I think I made the right choice. It got me where I'm at today, so. Hey, you got a scholarship, didn't you? You had a good, great four years. So <laughs> it, it worked. You, yeah. you, you ain't got much to complain about. You good. Yeah, it definitely worked. Got me in the radio everything. And the coach, man, that's what I got for you, Coach, this, man. Uh, who's the people in your career who really helped mold you as a coach and, and his profession and who really helped you out along the way as a professional and as a man? Is it in coaching business that's been, you've been in all these years, man? You know, I've had a countless number of people that really have taken me under their wing. And it, it goes back to Tim Carter giving me an opportunity at a young age at the University of Texas, San Antonio. You know, a guy like Eddie McCarter at Texas Arlington, Lou Henson, a Hall of Fame coach um, at New Mexico State, Mick Cronin, um, Cincinnati, who's had great success now at UCLA, and obviously Dana Altman for the last 11 years, you know, um, 
building the relationship with Phil Knight, the owner of Nike, and just being able to pick his brain and bounce things off of and call to for advice. You know, 20 years ago, I would have never thought that I would have the opportunity to be able to pick the phone up and talk to Phil Knight about different situations, different opportunities. Um, is the Paul a good fit for me? What do you think? And a guy that's been as successful as Phil Knight as a businessman, I think it's pretty smart to, to take his advice and kind of listen and go from there. Um, George Raveling, as a mentor of mine, who was a great coach, who had a great career at Nike, has been somebody that's been very influential. Leonard Hamilton and just guys like that that have played a major role in my development up to this point. Mo Devil. Coach, thank you for your time today, man. Hope to see you soon in Atlanta, man. We come out here recruiting. Hope you play some guys that play Georgia Tech down here or something, or Georgia. Hopefully you come out here and play home and home or something like that, man. If we can see you down in ATL for sure. I tell you what, I tell you, I, I promise I can do it. If I can just come down there and get two or three players, I ain't going to be greedy. I don't want five of them. I tell you what, I take that. Just let me get one or two. I said three. I, that's being greedy. If I can get one or two out of that state, I'm in great shape. I promise I'll play them all home and home. Plus, hey. I got great food down there. It's a great city. I love Atlanta. So anytime I can get to the ATL, my mom is, you know, she's passed now, but she was from Georgia, a little small town called Fitzgerald, Georgia. But I got a lot of family and friends in Atlanta. So I'm looking forward to getting down that way. Yes, indeed. Hey, young men in the ATL, hey, go back to the field of DePaul. So easy flight from Atlanta to Chicago. Let's do it, young man. Let's do it. Let's I, I endorse, Coach. Let's get it done, please, young man. Let's get it done. I endorse you, Coach. Hey, I approve your message. <laughs> I appreciate you, my man. Hey, Coach, thank you for your time. Let's do this again real soon, Coach. Yes, sir. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, now. All right. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.